To make America's craft wine, you've got to make it like America. Bold, unconventional, ready to rise to the occasion. Because there's history in the making. The Federalist, America's craft wine. Federalist Vineyards, Lodi, California. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome back to the Dinger Discussions Podcast. My name is Matthew Guir, and I thank you for joining me today and, you know, tuning in and listening. So, like I said, this is the Dinger Discussions Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things Major League Baseball. We will be talking analysis, rumors, storylines, game breakdowns, and everything in between, so make sure to stick around. Uh, Follow the Instagram Twitter, Snapchat, subscribe on YouTube, and make sure also to check out the Dinger www.dingerdiscussions.com, our brand new Dinger Discussions website. We will have all the links to the socials there as well, as well as the YouTube page to show up there, and quick little quick reads, uh, little articles about the daily ins and outs of Major League Baseball, you know, little three to four paragraph articles just to, you know, get your going on your day, you know, on the bus, on the way to school, while eating your breakfast, when you have a couple minutes of downtime during your work day, on your weekend, uh, maybe at lunch, Uh, but then again, baseball season, you won't be in school if you're listening and you're in school, so, you know, I mean, just when you have a a few minutes, you want to check it out. Uh, I will be writing, Dante will be writing, my partner, very, both, uh, you know, he's very talented in what he does, so uh, make sure to check that out. So today we will be continuing the division preview slash prediction series. We did all of the National League and in steps the American League East prediction slash preview episode. Um... Uh, we will keep the same format going from the fifth-ranked team all the way up to who I believe will win that division. And without further ado, let's get right on into that. So, the number fifth-ranked team in the American League East is the Baltimore Orioles, in my eyes and in many others' eyes. Um, the Orioles, I believe, they're headed in the right direction, not quite there yet. Uh, they just need guys to go out there, play the season through, get draft picks, yada, 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 right? They got Adley Rushman waiting in the wings, some other younger guys uh, waiting to come up. And, you know, I do believe that they um, they definitely will be on the rise very, very soon. Uh, Oriole fans, you know, stay strong. I'm wearing my Baltimore Orioles hat right now. And, you know, it will be your time sooner rather than later. It's coming from a Phillies fan. We haven't made the playoffs in, I believe, 11 years. So, you know, the struggle is real. You guys made it before, you know. Uh, we have that longer streak than you guys do. So, still, you know, stay strong. It will happen soon. Um, yeah, getting into their lineup, okay. We have leading off Cedric Mullins in center field. I also penciled in Austin Hayes here, younger guy. Um, he was up and down last year. Um, so you'll see him get some plate appearances as well. Number two in their order, they have Ryan Mountcastle playing left field. Anthony Santander in the three-hole playing right. Batting cleanup is Trey Mancini, the comeback kid. Can't wait to see him absolutely ball out, kick cancer's ass, you know, come back and just continue to be the great ball player that he is, be the, you know, the foundation, the cornerstone on that Baltimore Orioles team. 
In the five hole, you have Rio Ruiz playing third base. Pedro Severino in the sixth hole is behind the dish. DJ Stewart batting seventh um, is the de- designated hitter. Your shortstop batting eighth, Freddy Galvis. And Yomer Sanchez playing second base, round to get out in, in the ninth spot. So, overall, you know, not a whole lot of names. They're guys that can give you some major league at-bats, though. They're guys that are able to, um, you know, I mean, they're major league ball players. It's hard to get there in general, so I don't want to, you know, trash anyone too much. Um, but, yeah, they're the, they're the fifth team for a reason. It's evident in the lineup. It's even more evident in the starting rotation, as you'll see. Uh, speaking of, right, you have John Means as their quote-unquote ace, Dean Kramer, Keegan Aiken, and Felix Hernandez and Matt Harvey as their two vet guys looking to, um, you know, pitch a couple more years. Uh, and I, I hope they can do it. You know, I mean, Dark Knight and King Felix – Go, go out there and spin it. Go out there and do it. Um, why not, right? I mean, you want to play baseball for as long as you possibly can. Uh, for these guys, it's their life. And I'm not going to be the one to tell them to hang it up, you know? And if the Orioles are willing to give them that shot, to let them step on the mound every fifth day, every sixth day, depending on who else maybe comes into that lineup, if there's injuries, yada, yada, right? So I'm not going to be the one to say no. And then also did not mention Tanner Scott is listed as their closer. So that is the Baltimore Orioles. Um, you know, um, not their year this year. I mean, that's evident in both the lineup, the rotation. You see it. But they're still going to go out there. They're still going to compete some days. And they're still going to put up, you know, pretty decent baseball up on the field. Um, so Orioles fans, you know, support your team. Hang in there. It will get better. You guys have some people waiting in the wings like I said Adley Rushman waiting to come up and I really do hope he is everything that he's supposed to be when he comes up moving on to my number ranked my number four ranked team in the American League East I have the Boston Red Sox now the thing with the Red Sox the lineup I think can go toe-to-toe with a lot of lineups in the league however it's the pitching where it's very very hard to say the same thing about the team as a whole because the pitching is just not it. It is kind of brutal. You know, Chris Sale's still hurt coming back from elbow surgery, I want to say. I'm sorry, Boston Red Sox fans. I don't necessarily know off the top of my head, but some kind of, you know, arm surgery in general. So he'll be back eventually. Hopefully he retains the form he was at when they won the World Series and everything. Um, You know, Cy Young caliber player when he's right so hopefully he comes back and plays well but right now this is what um this is what the uh, Red Sox are going to be going through so going through their lineup you have Kike Hernandez playing second base batting leadoff coming over from the Dodgers uh, very versatile player I don't think Kike Hernandez was necessarily able to be shown off as much simply because you know the Dodgers are so versatile and they're so well equipped to put literally anyone out there that Kike wasn't really able to play every day. He's not that he wasn't that guy that went out there um, for you know like a 155 type thing and went out there and balled because you know you have other dudes there. I mean, just you know, yesterday I was talking about Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux playing second base for them, and Kike was also able to play second for them. So, I mean, I do think he'll be more of a substantial guy in their lineup. Um, 
and I really do hope he balls out because I, I like Kike Hernandez. I think he's a fun guy. I think he brings, you know, personality to this team. It already has some, but I think, you know, more personality, the better. Um, so, speaking of personality, in the two-hole, you have Alex Verdugo playing center field. Extremely athletic kid. I really like him. I really do hope he goes out there and just makes a name for himself because unfortunately I do believe he is the guy that people are going to label as oh this is the dude we got back from Mookie Betts and that's just you know I mean technically it's true but it shouldn't be the case I don't want that stigma to follow him around his whole career because he is really good in his own right but then again Mookie Betts is the second best player in all of baseball so um Verdugo's gonna do it um he hits really well he runs very well um, you know, and he's got a very good arm, you know, he's pretty agile in the outfield. So to be able to play center field, to fill those shoes that JBJ had, you know, the defensive wizard that he was, um, I do think, you know, there's expectations there, but if anyone's going to fill those expectations and be able to meet them, right, um, I do believe that it's uh, Alex Verdugo. So moving on, number three in their lineup, they have J.D. Martinez batting DH. Um as the DH. JD down year last year wasn't really able to get in the same routine that he's normally in. He, uh, I've heard from like listening to other podcasts, watching YouTube, you know, and just different sources that cover the uh, Major League Baseball that he is a very, uh, he takes advantage of technology that's available to him in terms of fixing his own swing, uh, seeing his own mechanics, you know, um, as well as looking at things like pitcher's tendencies, uh, their motion when the ball comes out, you know, yada, yada, Ray. I'm not necessarily in the box, so I couldn't tell exactly what he's looking for, but just assuming based, and then also looking at, um, what I hear from other people, that's what he was looking for, and he wasn't necessarily able to get in that same routine due to COVID, so I do think that this year, restrictions aren't going to be as heavy, so I hope JD Martinez figures it out not figures it out, but, you know, gets back to the form that he is used to being at for the Boston Red Sox. Now, moving on to the cleanup spot, they have Xander Bogarts playing shortstop, very still underrated. I mean, he gets talked about, as he should be, but still, I do believe Xander Bogarts is a very good player. Um, playing shortstop for the Boston Red Sox is no... Um, it's no small task. I mean, you have the Boston media, the fans there. Um, they expect, you know, they expect good play out on the field. So I think Xander Bugarts provides that. Uh, in the, fi- the five hole, Rafi Devers, Rafael Devers, third base. Big dude. One of the more pretty swings in all of baseball. Um, again, uh, you want to see, just, uh, I didn't mention this, but just like Xander Bugarts, you want to see him clean it up uh, defensively. But, you know, um, at the plate, he's really good with the stick. He could swing it, a lot of pop. He could drive the ball to the opposite field. And, you know, ultimately a very well-rounded player. Behind the dish in the six hole is Christian Vasquez. Not necessarily the best behind. I mean, the best at the plate. Um, not bad, though. And then defensively, he's pretty good. Uh, Franchi Cordero coming over in the Andrew Benatendi trade from the Royals. 
he has been touted as a prospect for a while now. He was very hyped up, came up, didn't necessarily do what people were waiting for him to do. Um, so, you know, you never want to root against the guy unless he's on a team you don't like. And I have nothing against the uh, Red Sox. So uh, let's, you know, go out there and do it, Franchi. Get it done. Um, in the eighth spot, you have another prospect, Bobby Dalback, playing first base for them. The power that this kid displays is crazy. I don't think as many people are talking about him, you know, like as many as, sh- as uh, people that, sh- that they should be, right? Um, he'll be playing first base for them. And Hunter Renfro also coming over. Wasn't on the team last year. He'll be batting ninth, playing right field. He had a down year last year as well, I believe. Um, so he'll look to bounce back. He's got some pop to his bat. So hopefully, you know, he goes out there and does it. Because, like... If these guys are on, right, the guys who had down years last year, they pick it up, and the guys who were pretty good last year, they stay on pace or even go a little bit better, right? Because these young guys like Devers and Bogarts, I mean, you're always looking to improve. I definitely do believe that this team, it, they'll be in a bunch of games because of their lineup, and if their pitching wants to pull something out of their butt and they uh, they perform, you know, they don't have to be, like, Cy Young contenders, all of them, but, like, if they can perform at least, you know, relatively well. I do believe this team will make it interesting. Um, Speaking of the pitching, let's get into that. They have Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez starting off. uh, Nathan Avaldi still there. Garrett Richards coming over, was on the Padres last year. We'll see what he's got. Martin Perez and my least favorite Philly ever, Nick Pavetta. I swear to God, it was like how many times... Are we going to hear? This is his year. He's going to figure it out. But you know what, dude? I really hope he figures it out. He went over there in the um, Brandon Workman trade. Totally forgot his name. Brandon Workman trade when the Phillies traded for him. That didn't really work out. But you know what, Nick? Go do it. Um, You know, I really do hope he pitches well. Um, And then also Matt Barnes is the closer there. They also got some other pieces in the pen. But Matt Barnes is the, the premier guy there. Uh, I believe they also have Odo Adovino over from the uh, the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, that's the Boston Red Sox looking for them to, you know, I don't necessarily think this is their year, but, I mean, the lineup hits, all right? The lineup's going to hit. They're going to do their thing. So it's basically on the pitching. I mean, I've seen that about a bunch of teams, but it's on the pitching to go do it. Um, and, you know... We'll see what happens with this team. It's going to be a competitive division, and they'll just be another horse in the race. So if they can figure it out, we, uh, we're going to have a very, very fun AL East race to watch. Now, moving on to my third-place team, I have the runners-up last year in the World Series at Tampa Bay Braves. Now, before Braves fans ripped their hair out, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I know the Rays figure stuff out when you really don't think they're going to be able to figure stuff out. They don't necessarily have a quote-unquote star on their team unless you call uh, call Rosarena a star. I think he's very good. I wouldn't call him a star yet. But, you know, besides that, they figure it out. I know that, but I just can't get over losing two of your really, really good pitchers in um, Blake Snell and also Charlie Morton. Um... I know they got a decent haul back for Blake Snell. They with Luis Patino. We'll mention him again when I go over the pitching. But 
as of right now, on paper, I do like the two top teams above them, obviously. But, yeah, we'll get into the Rays lineup now. Leading off is Austin Meadows uh, hitting the DH spot. Second is Brandon Lau at second base. Uh, third in their lineup, Randy Arozarena, the postseason hero. Didn't, you know, that team obviously didn't get it done. Uh, the end, but that was a juggernaut Dodgers team, so, you know, you really don't blame them because the Dodgers won a freaking mission last year, but he set the record for most uh, postseason home runs. I think he had 10 in the postseason, which is just ridiculous. He'll be in left field. G-Man Choi, one of the I, I, I most personable, you know, guy with the most charisma um, players in Major League Baseball, switch hitting bat. I, I like G-Man a lot. I enjoy watching him play, and I just enjoy watching, you know, I even more than watching him play, I enjoy when they pan to the Rays dugout and you just see him interacting with his teammates. I think it's great. Um, so he'll be at first base, batting cleanup. In the five hole, Joey Wendell, a very, very underrated guy. Um, he's very, very good defensively, actually. He'll be at third. Um, decent at the plate. Willie Adamas playing shortstop in the six hole. I also like him. I do think he needs to cut down on the the strikeouts. I mean, striking out a bit much for you know my liking and other you know probably race fans liking. Uh, but in the field, he's very good. Uh, speaking of very good in the field, again, Kevin Kiermeyer in the seven hole playing short, uh, shortstop, yikes, playing center field. Um, one of the best defensive players in MLB period. Uh, and then also, he's, he's pesky at the plate, you know, I mean, he's pretty good. And then Mike Zanino, behind the dish, has had a couple down years, did resign with them this past offseason, though. Um, I think the guys just really like throwing to him, and that really, really, really adds to that. Um, but at the dish, you know, strikes out a lot. I mean, he hits for power when he makes contact, but that's not that often, unfortunately. So hopefully he picks that up. And then Manny Margot playing right field for them. Uh, you know, uh, with the Rays, take this lineup with a grain of salt because ultimately it's it's not set in stone at all. They could switch guys around position-wise. They could switch guys around in the order. It, they, they're, they're very analytics-driven, so they'll experiment. They'll do some funky things. So this is just going over day one what MLB has them looking like. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, moving on to their pitching. Um... Again, like I was talking about, I don't necessarily trust their rotation as much as I would have if Snell and Norton were still there. It doesn't mean they're not good, because you can't lose two guys and be like, you're trash when you made it to the World Series the year before. That doesn't happen, because obviously, the team is more than just two pitchers. So, uh, they're now ace, now that Blake Snell wasn't there. It's Tyler Glass now. I really like Glass now. Um, I think... Control is big for him. I also think, you know, it gets a bit predictable because he's a fastball curveball guy. He has been working on a slider in spring training. I saw highlights. It looks gross. Good luck, AL East. When you're facing glass now, I really do hope, you know, um, he breaks out. Uh, he's already an established name, but I, I really hope that he kind of, you know, he fulfills what people want him to be because I think he is a very good pitcher and it just hasn't necessarily come through in the stats yet. Um, their second pitcher is Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Michael Walker over from the Mets, I believe. 
um, and then Rich Hill and Chris Archer, the Reclamation Project, coming home. Was pretty good on the Rays. Went over to Pittsburgh, wasn't good, and then now he's back. I hope they fix him. I really, you know, I hope that he plays to what he was when he was a young guy coming up playing with the Rays. Because, um, you know, you always want to root for guys to succeed. And then their bullpen, the bullpen of a million arm angles. <laughs> um, they're ridiculous, ridiculously good. One of the best pens in the league. They are one of the reasons that team went so far in the playoffs, you know, making it to the World Series. And they're not, nothing to scoff at at all. So you have Nick Anderson will be their closer. Diego Castillo. Uh, Pete Fairbanks is there. And then also Chaz Brough, nastiest slider in baseball. You know, you know. If you don't know, look it up. You're welcome. Um, he's a very, very good player. And ultimately, yeah, the Rays... They could be second. I very much do think they could be a second-place team in this division. They could even win it. It's, it's, it's all depending on how guys in that rotation step up. It's also depending on if the lineup stays where they're at and then also on top of that takes another step forward because you're always looking to get better. You're always looking to continue to compete. Um, so guys like Brandon Lau, you want to see Randy or Rosarina. Obviously, at the clip he was on in the postseason, you're not going to see him continue that because that's like godlike. But you want to see him, you know, fulfill that hype, be like, all right, this was not a flash in the pan. And then guys like Willie Adamas, Mike Zanino, you want to see them cut down on the strikeouts and, and really go out there and, you know, swing the bat well. Um, and also, I said I would mention it, but you have Luis Patino coming over um, from the Padres in the Blake Snell deal. Very highly touted pitcher. We know what the Padres, uh, the Rays can do with their pitchers um, in the minor leagues. They they hit, I mean, they develop guys very well. And also, speaking of developing guys very well, Wander frickin' Franco. When are we going to see him? Who knows? Service time manipulation, yada yada, it all sucks. Hopefully we'll see him soon because the hype is real. The highlights are out there. The scouting reports are out there. They did the whole tease where I don't know who released it. It might have honestly been Major League Baseball's Twitter. I don't remember. But during the World Series, they showed um, a picture of a locker with his um, jersey there with the World Series patch on it. And we were like, oh, is he he there? Is he going to play? But no. Um, So, yeah, hopefully sometime this year, relatively soon, maybe by mid-April, or possibly beginning of May, we'll see some Wander Franco action and really see what he's about. Because I don't know about you, but I am tired of waiting. I want to see this dude play. So, moving on to my number two team in the AL East, we have the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, I know, not a necessarily popular pick. However, I am a sucker for the hype. I love their lineup. Love, 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 love their lineup. It's the pitching you got to be a bit worried about, but I am going to say screw it because I like their lineup a lot. I like the individual players that they have on this team. The lineup as a whole, obviously, but then the individual players, I do think they have a bunch of guys who are really going to turn it on this year. Um, so that's why I have them in second place. Uh, so leading off for them, switching positions, the ultra-utility guy, Kevin Biggio, 
will be moving over to third base. George Springer, the newly acquired free agent for them, the top center fielder in this year's class of free agents coming over from the Houston Astros looking, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure it's not necessarily first in his head, but looking to wash that stigma away from being on the Astros. He'll be batting second, playing center field for them. Bo Flo's Bichette. Bo flows. I don't know. Does that make sense? I mean, I kind of like it. That's what I'm going to call him. Bo Bichette playing shortstop for them. Young stud. I say that about a lot of dudes. If I'm going to say about anybody, it's about him, though, because he really is all that. He's a very good player. Look out for Bo Bichette. Obviously, he's already on your radar if you're a baseball fan, but big things coming. In the four hole playing right field is Teoscar Hernandez. Led the league in home runs for a while. Was in that race with, uh, Tatis and Luke Voigt, um, breakout year last year, he's always been pretty good, last year though was just ridiculous, the power he displayed was crazy, um, in the five hole they have Vladdy Guerrero Jr., slimmer now, he, uh, you know, signed up for Weight Watchers, all that stuff, right, he'll be at first base looking to really bounce back from last year, I mean, the hype has been there since he was in like double A. I mean, maybe even before that, but that's when I really noticed him, right? Um, to really hope that Vladdy, you know, breaks out, breaks out. Obviously, he had that crazy performance in the home run derby. You want to see, you know, that raw power really, uh, you know, transition to on the field. So, I really do hope that happens. You know, Vladdy playing first base for them. Uh, Marcus Simeon in the sixth hole playing second. Cordes Gariel Jr. playing left field. In the seventh spot, Rowdy Telez uh, hitting in the DH spot. In the eight hole, and then Danny Jansen playing uh, catcher behind the dish. Uh, moving on to their pitching, they have Hunjin Ryu. Nate Pearson, young flamethrower. Oh my god, I really hope this guy, you know, breaks out and is even you know, really lives up to that hype again. Robbie Ray, Steven Matz, and Tanner Roark. Roark, not really sure. Those are the other pitchers that round out their rotation. And then an underrated, underrated guy is Kirby Yates. Okay, they're closer. I don't think people are giving them the credit for getting him to be their closer, especially after Giles is down, right? I he, he's a good pitcher. I think people forget. 2019 with the Padres, he was very good. So, you know, I do think that the, the Blue Jays are, best case scenario, I think they're a wild card team. Worst case scenario, they're a third place team. There's not much movement there, but it really is all about the young guys stepping up and performing. Bo already has. Kevin Biggio has been up and down. Vladdy's been up and down. You want to see Nate Pearson, you know, get, you know, do his thing. You also want to see someone like Nate Pearson do well. Um, you know, watching his games. Dude throws hard as hell, man. I swear. I don't understand how people hit that. So if he could spot that fastball like he does, right? He's going to be a very, very good player. Um, and then also, uh, they have guys like um, Christian Kirk, uh, their backup catcher. I don't know if he's going to start the year off designated in AAA or if he's going to be their straight-up backup. Not really sure where that's going to go. But he'll probably, by like middle of the year, he'll be splitting time with Danny Jansen. So that's very exciting. So yeah, the Blue Jays, I do think they're a playoff team, though. I mean, regardless of if they win the division or not, which I don't think they will, but like even if they don't, right, I do think they are a playoff team. 
which I'm very excited about the Toronto Blue Jays and watching them play this year. Their lineup only got better. Uh, the pitching was suspect last year. I think, you know, guys are ready to make that next step. Hunter Ryu is ready to keep solidifying who he is as a, as a as a pitcher, as an ace for them. And, yeah, I mean, Blue Jays, very exciting ball club. Anytime I can catch a game of theirs, I definitely will be. Um, we're a very Toronto Blue Jay friendly pod here. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it might get annoying, um, but I'm, I'm very high on the youngest studs they have in Toronto. So, rounding out the American League East is, you know, I mean, there's no teams left. They're the best team in the American League, in my opinion. The New York Yankees almost had it last year. Um, got bested by the Rays. And, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens injury-wise with this team because, barring injuries, they are the best team. They are the World Series favorite coming out of the American League, possibly even the whole MLB, depending on how the Dodgers look, depending on how the Padres look, possibly the White Sox, right? We'll see what happens with their guys. We'll get to them in the next episode in the AL Central. But the Yankees, man, they're a damn good lineup, and they're going to show you. So... Getting into their lineup, they brought back DJ LeMahieu to lead off, play second base for them. Such a good player. I think he is the epitome of like a Yankee. He's that clean-cut dude. He's big, um, and he's just patient at the dish. He's, he's a professional hitter, and he's pretty good in the field, too. Um, the number two hitter for them, Slater, right now. I don't know if he's going to bat second when the lineups actually come out, but they have Aaron Judge playing right field. Um, he can lead the league in homers any given year. He can win the MVP any given year. He's such a freak in the outfield. You know what he can do at the plate. Again, like I said, though, it's the injury bug. I mean, I think Yankees fans are sick of hearing about it, but it's also, you can't not mention it because it's what has set them behind in the past is the injury thing. So if Aaron Judge can stay out there for a good chunk of the year, it will voice crack yikes it will greatly benefit them obviously um you know again mvp candidate any year he stays healthy so uh that's the yankees two hole in the three spot you have aaron hicks playing center field another underrated guy hitting both sides of the dish pretty good in the outfield very serviceable dude um Moving on, number four hitter hitting cleanup, Giancarlo Stanton. He will be in the DH spot for them. Um, I do think, again, it's the same thing as Judge. If he could stay healthy, he's, again, like, he's a very, very, very good guy. He does nothing but help them. He's always in, like, the top three and hard hit ball rate, all that stuff, right? I mean, he just... When he hits the ball, it, it it goes a long way. I mean, that's I don't really know how else to say. He's a very good player when he's out there. Um, number five is Luke Voigt playing first base. Led the league in home runs last year with 22 or 23, I believe. I think it was 22. Um, you know, the power is crazy. He broke out in terms... He was already established, but, like, broke out in terms of the power. This guy's going to be very good. Um, and I do think he continues that this year for them. The number six uh, hole hitter for them is Glaber Torres playing shortstop. Um, Glaber Torres is interesting because when he came up, everyone was high on him, and then he kind of tanked a little, and now he's back. I do think Glaber Torres is a very good, talented player, as I do everyone else on this lineup. And, you know, the Yanks, they, they hit, all right? They hit. 
Um, number seven, Gary Sanchez. We'll see what happens with him. He wasn't great yet last year. He really wasn't. Um, I don't know if it's a COVID thing. I don't want to necessarily dock anybody because of just the weird year. So we'll see what happens with Gary. Clint Frazier batting in the eight hole, playing left field. They also brought back Brett Gardner. He'll get some ga- Gardner. He'll get some games in. But Clint's the guy. Young, flashy. I really like Clint Frazier. He wears the Jordan cleats a lot. You know, he's got style. He knows what he's doing. I, I enjoy watching me some Clint Frazier. And then Gio Rochelle rounds that lineup out, playing third base for them. Underrated guy in the field. I definitely don't think he gets the credit he deserves in the field. But, like, at the dish as well, he's a very, you know, I mean, any other team would love to say Clint Frazier at the absolute bottom of their lineup. Um, he's a, you know, he's a very, very good hitter. Um... Moving on to the pitching, that's where the questions are, but even there, I mean, they're very solid. Obviously, the number two, well, this is this part isn't obvious, but I think he's the number two pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. Garrett Cole is their ace, you know, hefty contract, produced last year, gonna do it again. Um, they brought in Corey Kluber, the Reclamation Project hasn't seen action, like, of a full season since like 2018 I believe it was uh, they brought in James Tyon they traded for him from the Pirates and then Jordan Montgomery has been there Debbie Garcia is the young guy um, I-, I love watching him pitch strictly because of like this isn't a diss at all because I think he's a very good player but he's not the tallest dude and typically pitchers are big so like I, I just I think it's fun watching that guy pitch um and then in the bullpen you got guys like Chad Green or Otis Chapman Zach Britton yada yada their bullpen is very good I think they have Darren O'Day there as well so Yankees are gonna hit Yankees are gonna pitch they're gonna you know get north of 100 wins probably around 106 107 they're, they're a very good team Maybe not that high, maybe like 103. But still, you get the idea. The Yankees are a very, very solid team. And they are my pick to win the American League East. Thank you all for listening. That is going to round out the American League East previews and predictions. It's been a long episode. I kind of rambled a bit. Thank you for you know, sticking with, though, listening to me. Um, we'll be coming out with the American League Central episode very soon. Also, again, I will plug the Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and www.dingerdiscussions.com. And I have been Matthew Weir. This has been the Dinger Discussions Podcast. And once again, I thank you all for listening. Peace. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.